Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Hello there. I'm so excited to finally share my big news and also take you on a little journey to answer the question of why I have been so silent and why I've kind of taken a step back in a couple areas of my life. And I cannot wait to share the big news with you. If you know me, you know I really struggle with patience. I really struggle with secrets. And so I'm just really excited to finally share the big news with you and also just be honest and open. And this secret that I'm about to share with you, I'm not sharing publicly until Monday. So because you're listening to the podcast, you get to hear it first. But before I share the news, I want to make sure you know you're invited to join me for a free dream planning workshop. I'm so excited to hang out with you live on Zoom and see your beautiful face. I have been creating a dream planning workshop to really help you get unstuck and help you with tactical, practical tools to make your dream come true and also get clarity on your identity as a dreamer and get clarity on what your dream is. So if you're interested in that, I would love for you to join. All you have to do is go to bit.ly slash dream planning workshop. I have the link in the show notes as well. And with this workshop, you're gonna get a free workbook as well. It's only gonna be about a 45 minute workshop. It's gonna be awesome. And I cannot wait to see you there. It's free. Just sign up at bit.ly slash dream planning workshop. So without further ado, I'm going to share a little bit about this season of stepping back and why I've been kind of silent. And when I say silent, I mean, I just haven't really been showing up on social media. Um, I haven't been showing my face and I have not been recording podcast episodes pretty much through the whole month of June. So maybe you noticed, maybe you didn't. Totally fine if you didn't. But here it is. This is the secret. You ready? I'm pregnant. (laughs) Yay. Yes. I am expecting my second child in January of 2022. So this is a big new chapter for me. I'm thankful. I'm excited. Um, And I wish I actually, I should have given some sort of trigger warning because I know there are women out there in my community that are struggling with infertility Um, struggling with getting pregnant. So trigger warning, I am going to be talking a lot about my pregnancy in this episode. I'm also going to be talking about depression and the connection. And so if this is something you feel like would not be healthy for you in this season of your life, I just want to encourage you to skip this podcast episode um, and do whatever you need to do to take care of your heart, your mental health, um, connect with a friend, find a therapist, whatever you need to do. And if you're looking for a sisterhood to wrap around you in this time. Um, If that's the season you're walking through, I cannot give enough credit to Megan Smalley of Scarlet and Gold. She has the Infertility Sisterhood. She has 
gone through all of the seasons of IVF and she's built a book called The Overcome Journal that I actually helped her print. And so I just love her to death. I actually had her on the podcast um, earlier this year. It was a great episode. So if you want to connect or hear more about Megan's story and the free services she offers through the Infertility Sisterhood, and she has a podcast of her own, go connect with Megan. I'll put her link in the show notes as well. Just wanted to say that. I wish I could have done the trigger warning at the beginning, but it would have been tough to do that without spoiling the secret. Anyways, that's a side note there. But yes, I am pregnant. I am thankful. We are excited. And we're due in January to kick off the new year. So I will be growing larger and larger this year, God willing, and will be quite large by the time the planners come out and will be quite large at the time of the Dreamer Summit, which is um, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Mark your planners. Cannot wait for that. I'll be giving more details about that uh, later this month. But yeah, so let's talk about this pregnancy and kind of what's been going on. We planned to get pregnant. Um, Obviously, you know me, I'm a planner. (laughs) And so we attempted to plan it. Things don't always go as planned, but I was expecting nausea. I was expecting that my first pregnancy, I got super sick with Jane. And so I prepared to outsource when I first got pregnant with my first child, I didn't really have any team or support. And that's, I realized was a huge weakness. Um, I'm typically a high capacity person with my job as an entrepreneur. And so I wear a lot of the hats in the company And that just really made me realize, oh my gosh, I need help. So that was my first kind of awakening and just forced to slow down physically and mentally. And so in preparation for getting pregnant again, I was trying my best to really get ahead of work, to outsource, to ramp up a team. And I was preparing to get sick again because I just assumed that would happen. And so as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I worked really hard to try to prep podcast episodes, prep Monday motivation emails, to prep everything I could before the real wall, I call it the wall of nausea hit me. And I know not everybody deals with this and I'm definitely not trying to complain. I just wanna authentically tell my story because I know there's people out there that can relate and I'm hoping that by sharing my journey, we can feel less alone. And I'm not just gonna be speaking about pregnancy, I'm gonna be speaking more about um, mental health and depression. So. I just hope that you can hang on and that this will edify you in some way. So I started to outsource everything and get prepared for that wall of nausea to hit. And sure enough, it came, it hit right in the nose. And so I became very sick, very tired and got on some medication. Specifically, it was a sleeping pill mixture of um, Unisom and B6. And that helped me in my first pregnancy. So I thought, okay, I'll try that again. And after a few weeks... Um, At first it was, you know, just laying in bed. I caught up on The Chosen, which was amazing. And eventually uh, I sunk into a depression. And I'll be honest, that label of I am depressed um, was a really tough label for me to swallow. I am a glass half full type of person. I'm typically very optimistic, enthusiastic. I love productivity, I love planning, I love dreaming, I love creativity, and I love encouraging. And I felt like all of those gifts and all of those candles in my heart just were blown out. And 
I sunk into a depression. I, I wasn't able to actually put my finger on it until I got um, clinical help, but I was in a depression. And honestly, the question pops up of like, who am I if I am depressed? Like, what is my identity if I'm depressed and dealing with this? And I've always been a proponent of getting help when you need it and taking care of your mental health because I believe we have to be healthy to fulfill our purpose. We have to be healthy holistically to be the light of the world. We can't be the light of the world if we're so dim or if we're, our candle's blown out, you know? So this was just a crazy cycle that I fell into of sadness and then I was embarrassed because of it. I felt embarrassed about my identity and what will people think? And then I stepped into guilt of how can I be depressed when I'm filled with a blessing? And so many people would love to be pregnant and here I am pregnant and sad. And that's unfair to the people that um, would love to be in my shoes. And so the guilt came on and then there was the guilt of feeling like I wasn't being an adequate mom to my toddler and just being very emotionally kind of removed from the day-to-day life. I struggled with cleaning. I really struggled with cooking. You know, when when you're uh, nauseous, it's so hard to cook. And so I just felt guilty in all things. And ultimately that led to feelings of worthlessness, which led to actions of just complete isolation. And so I don't know if you've ever been in this spiral, but it's a spiral I just found myself in a few weeks ago. And I want to talk about it. I want to be honest about it because it's important to, to share. And so all of that just kind of cycled back into sadness, which led to a lot of crying. And unfortunately for me, if I get any sort of crying or snot in my system, I'm throwing up. So crying at any time led to throwing up. And so that was just a cycle that felt very awful, honestly. So that was a cycle that I was in. And I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but when I look back at my life and when I look at how I typically view life, I view life as an adventure, as something exciting. And maybe you had a time in your life where you saw life and the possibilities of the future exciting. Maybe that was back in 2019, you know, looking at 2020 and the new decade and you're like, wow, the new decade's going to be such an adventure and so exciting. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, 2020, oh my gosh, 2021. And things just keep happening and life starts feeling like less of this exciting roller coaster. And for me, life just started to feel like I was stuck on a people mover, you know, the ones at the airport. And it was like, I'm stuck on a people mover and there's someone in front of me that's just standing there and I can't go any faster than the speed of this slow people mover, which I don't know if you've ever been in an airport and experienced this, or maybe you're one of those people that gets on the people mover with the luggage and just stands there, (laughs) in which case move to the right. Um, But that's how I felt about life. I just kind of feel like, oh my gosh, I'm on this people mover and I can't get off and I can't move forward, but I just felt like I wasn't in control of what's next. And then more things start to happen. It kind of starts to feel like, if you ever seen that show, Wipeout, you know, where people go and like jump on stuff and eventually they just like wipe out and things come in and like hit them in the face and throw them into the water. It's like you're on a people mover and then all of a sudden these things, these life events and these situations and illness and 
this happens and that happens and then this church scandal and that church scandal and all this stuff on social media and it just starts slapping you in the face and you're stuck still in this people mover. And that's kind of the analogy of where I felt and like I'm on this people mover to have this second child and to get all of my ducks in a row before the baby comes and adjust to two kids and I don't know, maybe you can relate to that analogy, maybe you can't, but that's where I found myself. And if you find yourself feeling stuck, or maybe you're feeling embarrassed or sad or feelings of worthlessness that's led to recent seasons of isolation, all I want you to know is you're not weird, nothing's wrong with you, and you're not alone. And most important, you are valuable. The feeling of worthlessness doesn't equate to actual worthlessness. You are so valuable, you are enough, and you are so loved. And so I want to talk to you about, um, I'm not going to give you like a three-step plan to get out of depression, but I wanted to, to talk to you about what I did and how I eventually found the light at the end of the tunnel. Because that's something I kept hoping for in this season was, where's the light at the end of the tunnel for this? And I was struggling to um, get to church. I was struggling to meet with believers because I felt so ill and that isolation and that loneliness just bred more feelings of sadness. And so I want to share with you what I did eventually that was helped me find the light at the end of the tunnel. And the first thing I did that really made a difference is I went to betterhelp.com and I found a therapist online. You've probably seen ads on Instagram of these online virtual therapists that you can text and call and FaceTime with. And that's exactly what I did and it was so amazing. I was able to fill out a survey and honestly just filling out the survey gave me so much clarity of like, what are the three things you're dealing with? Okay, well, what would you like to change in your life? How would you like to feel different? And like just having that clarity in writing and processing was really powerful. And it reminded me, oh my gosh, Ashni, I need to be journaling. Like I need to be writing this out and processing it because that is so therapeutic. So I found a therapist on BetterHelp, was able to schedule a call that week with her, which was amazing. I also booked a call with Amy Brady, my spiritual director, because I really wanted um, a Christian therapist as well. And also on BetterHelp, I was able to choose a Christian therapist. So you can actually choose, I want, you know, a specific woman. I want, you know, and then people will basically, these therapists will send you a resume and be like, I would love to help you. Do you want to choose me? And you get to choose them. I actually just picked the first lady because I was like, I need to talk to someone ASAP. And those were two big steps for me that really helped me see that light. I also allowed a friend to take me to lunch. Um, That was something that was kind of hard for me because I just didn't want to talk about it. I felt like every time a friend would call me I would it was hard for me to talk about it I feel like every time like my mom called or someone called and said how are you I couldn't help but just like melt into tears which made me throw up so um I wasn't really keen on getting in the car and driving places because I just felt so ill and one of the most important things that I learned from the therapist was I have to push myself in this time Of course, you have to be kind to yourself, but you do have to push yourself out of that isolation or even just push yourself to go sit on the porch and have five minutes of sunshine. We have to push ourselves towards health and actions towards health. And that was something that was really, really helpful. Just meeting up with a friend to have lunch. Another thing that I did was start being kind to my body. 
I decided to take two actions, two routines that really made a difference. And this might sound super weird and super woo woo, but I did it and it was helpful. So I've studied like Ayurvedic um, dieting based on your body type. And that was really cool. Something I looked into in college and they have, I used to go to an Ayurvedic spa and they would do special massages using oils that helped my body type. For example, my body type runs really hot. And so the oil they would use on my body would actually be a cooling oil. Cause sometimes you think about rubbing oil on your body, like that seems like a hot activity. Like it's gonna get, the oil's gonna make you feel hot and sticky, but they use oils that are cooling. So anyways, I purchased some oil and I did a full head to toe oil massage. And one of the things, one of the sweet routines that they recommend to help with sleep is basically laying down a blanket, lighting some candles, putting on soothing music, and literally putting oil in your hands and starting at the crown of your head and just massaging your scalp. And yes, that might sound weird, putting oil in your hair, but it was amazing. Like massaging everything from the head to the toe, around your ears, your lymphatic system, around your heart, your arms, and basically as you do it, just showing your body kindness. Like I feel you elbow and I feel you arm and precious hands and like just loving your temple, the act of love towards your body. That was really powerful for me. And so right after the oil bath, you take a shower, which honestly that helps the oil seep into your skin and moisturize your skin versus oil after a shower. And so I did that for a few nights and it was amazing. I slept better. My skin felt good. I just was slowly starting to be kind to my body and it didn't take a lot. And as I was, you know, putting the oil on my legs, I just got into like stretching poses and stretched my body a little bit because I have not been working out at all in the season. Just hasn't, I haven't felt well enough to go to a class. And so just being kind to my body. And also the other routine was starting to really ask my body, what do you need right now to nourish you? Because I was really filling my mouth with whatever I could stomach, like mostly Triscuits and Cheez-Its and just whatever seemed like I wouldn't throw up. And so starting to really slow down and ask my body, what do you want to nourish you? My body's like, watermelon or it just would tell me what I need in that moment because normally my brain is okay what am I cooking for my daughter what am I cooking that my husband will like but really kind of being a little bit selfish and just saying what does my body need right now to be nourished because the thing about our gut system is your gut is where 90% of your serotonin is created And a lot of depression, obviously there's so many triggers to depression, there's so many layers to this topic, but a lot of our depression has to do with uh, our brain chemistry being off. And so if our gut health is off and our diet is off, that can really play a large role in our mental health. And so my, my diet was terrible. And so of course my mental health is going to become sluggish and to become... Um, off. And so I started to try to eat things that were still delicious, strawberries, blueberries, um, watermelon, for example. I'm still eating my Triscuits and Cheez-Its, of course, but I started to eat things that were more whole food. And that really made a big difference too. 
So when I was talking to my therapist, the big thing that I learned speaking about chemistry was that there wasn't a reason to feel guilty. I shared with her all my feelings of sadness and guilt and embarrassment, isolation, worthlessness. And she was like, Polly, you know, there's absolutely no reason to feel guilty about being depressed. Your chemistry is off. You know, if someone is diabetic, their insulin isn't working. It's not being created. They don't have enough of it. Like, you're not going to make them feel guilty for that. Your brain chemistry is off. And she kind of talked to me about where I was because I worked so hard at the very beginning of my pregnancy, right up until that wall of nausea hit. And she said, you worked yourself, you know, morning, day and night and stepped into this season of sickness on empty. And if we're stepping into something on empty, that's not a good place to start. And there's, that's a telling reason of why you could sink into a depression. And so in hindsight, it was truly a cocktail of pregnancy hormones, isolation, those sleeping pills I was taking, and my diet. And last but not least, it was also one of the culprits was not guarding my eyes. I was really letting down my boundaries with social media. I was stepping back from my business you know, stepping back from my normal routines and responsibilities, but I stepped way more into social media. And I was ingesting a lot of trauma content from just the news and then also my old church, lots of scandals, lots of testimonies coming out of people being abused. And I was just ingesting it and going down all these dark rabbit holes. And it was just this perfect storm. So I don't, you know, take this for what it is. I just wanted to be honest with you. I wanted to connect with you and be real, tell you what I went through and also what helped me to find the light at the end of the tunnel because I'm officially so much better emotionally. I'm speaking with my therapist once a week, meeting with my spiritual director once a month. And I also started taking an art class. So I started to take steps to force myself into creativity, forcing myself into more social activities, forcing myself to journal every day, forcing myself to get in the Bible. And sometimes you just don't feel like it. And I just wanna let you know that's okay and that's normal and I'm right there with you. Um, but the fruit of pushing yourself into health is, is really powerful and it's worth it. And I just wanna encourage you if you're in that season of darkness that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can you can and you will find your way out of it. I just want to remind you to get help, to ask for help. And you don't have to feel guilty for feeling the way that you feel. And I just pray that the light at the end of the tunnel for you becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. And we can hope that the best is yet to come, even if it doesn't, it doesn't feel that way because it's not here now. The best is still yet to come. And Jesus is still good. And God still loves you even when you're doubting, even when you are not going to church because you don't feel good, or even when you're struggling because of a recent church scandal and you don't know where to go and who to trust anymore. You can still trust God. You can still keep showing up for yourself. So that's my story. I took a big step back from my business and thank God I'm back. I'm so thankful. 
um, to have recovered from that season. And I'm still being really, really cognizant of how I'm spending my time now because I realized that it's so easy for me to get caught up in productivity and output and not think about, well, how is, how is Jesus teaching me to live? Because he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He wants us to live light and free. And my schedule, I can fill it up so much to where I'm not living like that. And so I just want to encourage you to stay the path in learning how to live light and free like Jesus, to to rest, to rest in him, to trust in him that if it is his will, it will be. And also trust that you can you can present your prayers to him and he cares and he listens and he is right there with you listening to your prayers. Write those prayers down. He's so passionate about teaching the disciples to pray and to not give up. And that's really what I want to tell you today, to pray and to not give up. You can read the story of the persistent widow in Luke chapter 18, where this he just where Jesus is talking about this widow who is badgering this judge who doesn't and the judge doesn't even care about God but because the widow is so persistent she was able to get justice and God cares about us he's not this unloving God he is God he is our father our creator and if you bring your petitions to him he will come through in the ways of his perfect and divine will so i just want to encourage you today do not give up to pray without ceasing and to be thankful. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done. Trust me, I know. And I just want you to give you a big, big bear hug through this podcast today and finally share the news of why I've been silent, why I've been off the grid. And let you know I am really grateful for this pregnancy. I'm so, so thankful. But I had a bunch of guilt because for a long time I was super depressed and sad. And it was a bad spiral there. And I'm on the other side now, praise God. And I just want you to know if you're going through a season of feeling any of those feelings, you're not alone, you're seen. And I just want to encourage you to get the help you want and you need. So I'm going to put some links below um, for the website I use to book a therapist. Also a link to my spiritual director if you want to book a call with her. She's absolutely amazing. I'll also put a link to the art class I signed up for in case that's something you're interested in. I think it was only $45. I really enjoyed it. It was super fun. So you can join me in that journey as well. And don't forget to sign up for the dream planning workshop. I have been really, really diving back into dream planning as I've been regaining all of my creativity. And I'm so excited to bring you this new training and really help you with your creative juices, with your dreams and goals, um, because this is truly what lights me up. And I'm just so excited to show up for you um, and see your beautiful face. So make sure you RSVP for that free workshop on July 15th. It'll be at noon Eastern Standard Time. That's all for now. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, it would mean the world for me if you could leave a quick review in the comment section of this podcast. I read each and every one. Um, and if there's a topic or something you want to hear, put that in the comment section. I would love to hear it. And if you like this episode, you can also share a screenshot on social media. You share me, I will share you. And together we can share the love of God. Have a wonderful day. You are so loved. Bye guys.